0: You're listening to Satellite Sisters. Thanks for joining us today. It's our new Satellite Sisters series, Satellite Sisters New to You. I'm Leanne Dolan. I'm here with my sister Liz Dolan. Liz, explain what New to You is for people who are just experiencing this. Okay. If New to You is New to You, here's the story of New to You. We have hundreds
1: of shows that many of you have never heard, because you've come to Satellite Sisters in the last two or three or four years. I've I've met some of you that you came to us because of the Outlander recaps, or you discovered us from a Satellite Sister who recommended us just a few years ago. But we have shows going way back, all the back into the previous millennium, frankly. Uh, so we thought we would, we wanted you to get a chance to hear some of what you've missed. Uh, so.
0: They may be old shows, but they're new to you, Leanne. That's the concept. So, so all spring, that's you. right, all spring on the weekends, we're going to be posting some of these new-to-you shows. Liz will be specially curating them, as the kids say these days. <laughs> so don't worry. We're not just randomly picking these shows. These are excellent shows from our archives, and they are new to you. And we're doing that, Liz, because we have a lot of Satellite Sister celebrations to get to this spring. We have a lot of things happening on the weekends, and we know you do, too. So we wanted to – we weren't going to be able to podcast, but we did want to be able to post some new shows. So this show coming up is an archival show, but it's new to you. And (laughs) Liz, speaking of Satellite Sisters Celebrations, we are celebrating our book, Satellite Sisters, You're the Best, a celebration of friendships. It's a great book of essays all about the importance of female friendships in our lives. You'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll want to pass along the copy of the book to your Satellite Sisters. And we also have a contest happening now called Satellite Sisters Celebrations, right? Yeah, Satellite Sisters Celebrations is uh, our favorite thing is
1: to see pictures of you and your friends celebrating friendship. You know, whether you're at a high school reunion or a high school graduation or a baby shower or a wedding or any kind of gathering where you're hanging out with the Satellite Sisters and Misters who mean the most to you. So just take those photos. You can post them to the Satellite Sisters Facebook group or to at Satsisters on Instagram, and just use the hashtag, hashtag SatsistersYTB, Sat ytb. and once a month, April, May, June, we will do a drawing, and one person from the Facebook group and one person from Instagram will win a copy of the book. So we just mainly, it's just a ploy to see your fun photos, because it makes us so happy to see
0: you out celebrating your friendships. That's right. So this is a Satellite Sisters New to You archival show. And send us those pictures of your Satellite Sisters celebration. And don't forget, call your Satellite Sister.
1: This is Julie Dolan. This is Liz Dolan. This is Sheila Dolan. This is Monica
0: Dolan. This is Leanne Dolan. You are listening to the Satellite Sisters. The Satellite Sisters. The
1: Satellite Sisters
0: podcast. Not every conversation will change your life. But any
1: conversation, any conversation can. But can.
2: Any conversation can.
1: Hi, the Satellite Sisters, and we are so happy to be here with you today. It is Monday, May 5th. Can you believe it's May? I can't that's believe a, it. That's is. a shocker. Uh, to, uh, we are here at the Paley Center for Media in Beverly Hills, Sheila and I. How are you doing, Sheila? I am doing great. Good. I love this 90210 <laughs> address, and I feel like I'm in the middle of the city. Yes, know? yes, we are. There's all sorts of opportunities <laughs> here that didn't previously exist in Burbank, California. Monica, in the second bedroom in Portland, Oregon, how's that going for you? <laughs> (laughs) I
2: feel like I'm out in the suburbs, Liz. That's the way I like it.
1: (laughs) We have a super, super packed Monday show. There's a very special edition of Entertaining Sheila and Entertaining Monica coming up. Yes, indeed. I brought Monica in today. We have recommendations
3: for you to create your own little film festival at home. Right, Monica?
2: That's right. Well, I, I had kind of a mini Martin Scorsese film festival that I, Sheila, Sheila had the same thing. So we would to talk about it. And
3: I rented a couple DVDs and I saw them and I need to tell you about them. And that's it. It's a special after taxes, mini film festival. <laughs> Just relax. And, you know, don't worry about Uncle Sam. It's done.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's too late now.
2: We also have an edition of uh, Monica's Believe It or Not coming up. Yes. And my theme this week, I think you'll like it. It's Products the lab rats will never test. Ooh, Monica! Kind of tying a believe it or not and a lab rats all into one. (laughs) That sounds great. (laughs) And our engineer
3: Ki
1: Renee is going to play along today, so that's a lot of fun. Now, Monica, you've had a big uh, week. We heard on Friday's show that Mom was in Texas all week visiting Julie.
2: Yes, and I happened to have I had four dinner dates. Well, in mom's absence, yeah. I, I uh, Mom was away all week, and I lived right down the road from my parents or up the road from them. So while mom was gone, of course, she wasn't going to leave dad to fend for himself. No, no, that wouldn't happen. She would never do that. So we arranged. She made a little schedule with a menu, and I had four very enjoyable dinner dates with dad. Oh, Ooh, So what you have? Well, first of all, a dinner date with dad, it starts early. <laughs> yeah. Yes. We like to get the ball rolling about 5 o'clock. Yeah. Right? That's, that's good. Early so, bird. So our protocol was, I'm going to show up at your house at 5 o'clock. Uh, and if something comes up, I said, I'm either going to call you. I said, if I'm not there by 5.30, just go ahead and have dinner on your own. <laughs> but it was so much fun the first night. It was just very, very relaxing uh, we, Mom left what she called her semi-homemade meals. Now, <laughs> you may have heard her talk. She is a huge fan of uh, the Food Network show that Sandra Lee does. It's called Semi-Homemade. I she have just, never seen that show. Well, she admires Sandra Lee. She's a very perky host. And not only does she create meals, she uses a lot of store-bought items Mm -hmm. and puts things together. Mom likes that. But what she loves about Sandra Lee is Sandra Lee sort of dresses up every week in a different outfit to match the theme of the food she's serving and she also does tablescaping lists. It's sort of a whole and she usually creates a specialty cocktail to go with her semi-homemade food. So it's
1: heavily themed.
2: Yes and mom does just embrace this semi-homemade idea. Now did you you dress up Monica? Did you uh, (laughs) come over in in appropriate
3: fleece wear? (laughs)
2: Yes I mean that's the other thing about dining with dad. You can go casual. Uh, Yeah yeah. yeah. (laughs) He doesn't really care. I did shower before I went over, tried tried to get myself cleaned up. Uh, So we had these semi-homemade dinners that mom had prepared. And the way I cooked them, they came out more. (laughs) Last night, the other night I said to him, you know what? I think these are really semi-warm, not (laughs) semi-homemade. But we did the best we could. And mom also provided a glass of wine came with dinner, which was nice. It's complimentary. (laughs) Yeah. And we just had, he said, I I, I asked him, how are you doing here alone? He goes, fine. It's very quiet. He said, it's amazing how just one other person in the house creates a lot of noise. And he said, it's nice to be here by myself. And Mm. we had these very relaxing dinners. Uh, We had meatloaf, beef stroganoff, semi-homemade, and semi-warmed up the way (laughs) I made them. Talked about politics, the election, computers. I tried to explain American Idol to him, but... (laughs) He's not a watcher. I tried to catch him up on this season. He didn't seem interested. And the other good thing about having dinner with Dad is you know he does cleans up the whole thing. I know. He's that really is his specialty. He does all the dishes, all the pots and pans. Nice. He does everything he's done that for years after dinner. And I don't know if you've seen the way Dad cleans things. It's I mean that coffee machine of his. He sterilizes it after each use. It's like a, you could do surgery in that coffee machine if you needed to be. So we just had a, we had a fun time together. All it, was right. a very, it was a nice time just and to share some semi-warmed-up, semi-homemade meals And you And y- you're out of there by 6 o'clock. <laughs> well, it's all wrapped up by about 6.30. <laughs> yeah. And you still get home and, and watch your favorite shows on TV. Yeah. That's right.
1: You can go have another dinner date if you want <laughs> on that schedule. Uh, Sheila, did you do anything interesting socially this week? Because I, I had a very exciting lunch date. Oh, Liz. <laughs> Who did you lunch with? Well, the other day I had lunch with uh, not one, not two, not three, not four, but five Nobel laureates in economics. Liz! (laughs)
3: What? Where? Why?
1: How? I mean, this is incredible
3: to me. It doesn't surprise me, but it's always incredible when you show up with these people.
1: Where did you find them? Well, you know, I'm just on all kinds <laughs> of mailing lists. So I get all kinds of
2: invites to things. The and, so are Sheila and I, but we don't answer any of the. Ma- <laughs> no, so we, we don't, don't, an- don't answer any of the invitations that we get on those no. mailing lists. Well, there is a a, a think tank
1: here in uh, Santa Monica Ooh, called. I missed uh, it. Called. <laughs> <laughs> It's called the Milken Institute, and a friend of mine is actually a fellow there. My friend Betsy, who I know you've met, she's a fellow at the Milken Institute. Yeah, she's really smart. And her particular area of expertise is economic development for women. So she was doing a presentation at this huge global oh, conference I see. Okay. that the Milken Institute does. She was doing a presentation and moderating some panels. And another friend of mine who runs a foundation that has about $60 million to invest in women's economic development programs around the world, she was also there. So I went to kind of see my friends. But then I noticed that the lunchtime session was five Nobel laureates in economics. Pretty cool. And I thought, you know, I never took economics. Maybe I can learn something. Maybe I'll just scam my way into the lunch with the five Nobel laureates. Um, I mean, I'm sure you know these guys' names off the top of your heads. But just in case you have not <laughs> been keeping score at okay, um nice. Here's who was there Gary Becker was awarded the Nobel in 1992 he's a professor at the University of Chicago Edmund Phelps who they all call Ned by the way so if you ever bump into him that's what i call call him, him Ned Nobel laureate 2006 he's at Columbia University he runs the center on capitalism in society Seems like a legit operation. Uh, Myron Scholes, Nobel laureate, 1997. Uh, He is at Stanford University. This is an impressive list list. Yeah, it was a pretty good group. And then uh, Mike Spence, A. Michael Spence, uh, he's a Nobel laureate in 2001. You guys may not remember... But Michael Spence has actually been a guest on Satellite Sisters. What did he? Uh, well, do how? You, do you remember? <laughs> in, how?
2: In, Sheila, Sheila didn't follow it. It must have, been, it must have been Liz's Liz.
1: interview. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, you might even remember this show. This was like 2002. We did a show where all of our guests were people who had won major, major prizes. So we talked to that Oh, wo- that's Remember, right. Monica, we talked to that woman from Portland who had just won an Oscar Oh, yeah. Best Short.
2: Yeah, Best Short Documentary Film Mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. Best
1: Short. We talked to someone who had won a Pulitzer that year, and we actually talked to A. Michael Spence, who had just won that year's Nobel Prize in Economics. All right. So anyway, so I thought, all right, I'll, I'll sit in on lunch, learn a few things, see what's going on in the field of economics. And I like to think I can follow along with most things. This was so far (laughs) over my head. Really? Even Liz was stumped? Not only did I not understand their answers, I could not even understand the questions (laughs) they were being asked. Oh, (laughs) wow. There were uses of the English language that were just a little too technical for me. Uh, now you know how I feel, you know, in a normal <laughs> conversation with you when I go out with you and you're talking to people. That's how I feel. Well, yeah, but that, that's more like real life. But <laughs> I understand now because when they spent a long time, uh, Myron Scholes, uh the one at Stanford, who's like a rock star of economists, if you can imagine such a thing. He had a lengthy explanation of why he feels so strongly about negative convexity. <sighs> And people were really getting into that, as you can imagine.
0: Yes. And if I
1: was there, I would
3: have
0: said,
1: I'm
3: positive (laughs) for negative conductivity. (laughs) Can't even say the it. The only
2: <laughs> thing she has is limited connectivity. Did they discuss that? Yeah. Oh. No, Monica. But I was having a little bit of limited connectivity with the conversation.
1: Not just because these oh, people. That sounds
2: scintillating. Oh my God!
1: Uh-huh. It was it was so rough. Uh,
2: how was the food? Yeah. Who, mean, paid, who paid? for lunch <laughs> at the economic summit? What was the, the
1: economics of all of that? The food was decent, but but do you know there was some? There were like I don't know, two thousand people in the ballroom it was a giant giant luncheon and but there were two guys at my table who talked through the entire thing no it just seems to me you do not uh, have to mm -hmm. be dr p.m forney to know that in this situation, when there are five Nobel laureates up on stage, Absolutely. and you're sitting in a ballroom, and they're trying to tell you whether or not the world is coming to an end, like some of the questions I could understand, right. like, are we in a recession? Are we in a depression? Where are we headed? I was kind of curious about that. These guys did not stop talking oh, the entire wow. time. One of them seemed to feel like everything Ned Phelps said, he needed to rebut right at heart. Arden- like that... Every once in a while, I would turn and give them the stink eye. That was not working at all. And then at one point, I just wanted to turn to them and say, excuse me a second, but could you remind me? What is your Nobel Prize in? Because I, I ooh, I, I Liz, but, nasty. But, so I thought about that, but I didn't say that. Do you think that would have been too aggressive? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just
3: I mean, you could have simply said, "Could you guys keep it down? Um, I'm trying to listen."
1: I, I, well,
3: but yeah, because I don't understand anything that's going on, <laughs> and I got to catch every word. Well, of Liz, this.
2: good for you for trying. Yeah, I, I tried, Monica, out
3: there
2: and <laughs> <laughs> exposing yourself to different economic theories. It was what if that's what it
1: was yeah, I
2: was fully exposed.
1: <laughs> they were putting up charts, and then we can oh, move on. Oh, no. Oh, no. Charts? They were putting up charts where I they were meant to indicate something, God knows what, but I couldn't even understand what the x-axis and the y-axis oh. were meant to indicate. <laughs> Limited
2: connectivity. <laughs> so, <so> <laughs> don't bring that up. Sheila's <laughs> having flashbacks <now. laughs> To ninth
1: grade math. <laughs> oh. Anyway, I, you know, I yeah. made a... No, I, Liz, good for you, though. I made an effort, and uh, I don't think I came away with anything, but then I went off to some other sessions where I actually had some idea what they were talking about. One of the sessions, was actually about programs for at-risk youth in America, and one of the speakers was Andre Agassi talking about his uh, his charter school that he opened in Las Vegas. So I could totally understand what you were talking about. No, that's, that, that's about. good. That's good stuff. So I was just out doing my thing, not dinner with Dad, lunch with Nobel laureates, but I have a feeling you got more out of dinner with Dad than I got <laughs> out of like my lunch with Ned. This well, thing. the
3: only thing I know about the Milken Center is it's right next to the spa. So that's... A- <laughs> oh, and yeah, now, that's right. You know what? I think I'll
1: wander into the lobby and check it out. It's, yeah. it's next to Burke Williams in <laughs> Santa <Yes>. Monica. That's- <laughs> <laughs> They're doing a lot of heavy thinking there. <laughs> All right. Let, let's move on. Coming up later on in the show, we have a whole installment of Believe It or Not. And then also, Entertaining Sheila meets Entertaining Monica. Oh, yeah. We are the Satellite Sisters. Stay with us. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters To Go, our podcast. This is Liz. I am here with Sheila and Monica today. And, you know, we love getting your email. So whenever you want to just tell us what's on your mind, go to SatelliteSisters.com and click on Contact Us. Uh, Monica, you had a story you wanted to bring to us about
2: sharing deeply personal information. <laughs> That's right, Liz. There was this great story in the New York Times last week, and it was about personal finance and it raised the question do you or should you disclose your salary what you make for a living with your friends with strangers or with coworkers hmm. i mean it always used to be taboo i mm-hmm. mean and i think older people and i'm in that group uh they, it, you just it's not really polite to discuss how much money you make with your friends and I, it's not really smart to do it with your coworkers but the younger generation i'm going to say those are people under thirty five they don't see it that way. you know they think it's perfectly fine in in the era they live in of transparency and sharing personal information and everything's on your Facebook page. They think it's fine to discuss salary and yeah, talk about I'm, and admit and, and not admit well, that's the way I see it admit but Disclose how much they make for a living.
3: Um, My daughter is 25, as you know. This is Sheila, and she absolutely tells all of her friends. You know what she's making she knows what all of her friends are making and there's no jealousy or threat or anything that's just what they do they're all struggling
2: yeah I, I, in... that was the point in the story Sheila. they're all trying to get ahead exactly so they're all trying to move forward in their careers and if they know how much other people are making or if you share that information it may help them to go in when you know maybe they want to ask for a raise Or look for another job or change careers. It's sort of a we're all in this together. Yeah,
1: this is Liz. I've always been of two minds about this. I understand why it's private information. You don't want to get competitive with people. It could create jealousy or bitterness. The flip side, though, having been in a workplace and a lot of different big corporations where you know there's probably a pattern of women getting paid less than men for the same kinds of jobs or other kinds of just institutional economic discrimination, I always felt like it would be better for all of us if everybody knew everything. Wow. You know, that I think a lot of women don't realize that they are underpaid compared to their their male colleagues. And so if we put it out there, you would know that the guy in the next cubicle could be making more than you. And maybe he's not, and that would be good to know too. But I just think that the, the more this kind of information is hidden, the, the easier it is for discrimination to be allowed to go on. And that if we all just cop to what we made, then it's all out in the open and we're going to know what the actual facts are. And you've been feeling this even before you went to the economic summit, right? No. This, is, this, is, this is something you just knew, right? Yes. Well, it's something that I always sensed would be better for all of us, but particularly for women in the workplace if – all of the information was above board. But even having said that, that from a I, you know, um, sort of a macro view, it would be good. Would I personally want to tell everyone what I made? Would I? Uh, no. But I do want to know what everyone else is making. It's, that's, that, right. I think that's the conundrum. I would like to know if I am being compensated fairly for what I'm doing, which means I need to know what the people that do the same job as me
2: are making. Liz, that would be I, useful information. I, I think that's a valid point, but i in my experience, I was bitter and resentful when I learned <laughs> what my what my other coworkers were making really if they were making more than I was yeah i just it, it really it it i it became like an obsession with me i i just it would run around run around in my head every right. day that you know this guy in my department with the same job title I knew he was making he disclosed to me one day that his salary was bigger than my salary was. Uh, but in fairness, I was working at a company that was growing. And in order to attract new employees, I mean, when someone comes into a company and right. is new, they have to offer them a good salary, mm-hmm. especially if they come from another company and they have experience. Whereas I started kind of in the bottom when it was a startup phase. So I knew that I was probably going to be making less money than people that were hired 10 years after I was. But,
1: but it's information that you could have done something with if you wanted to. You could, for, I guess, for a lot I of people, have, when they find that out, Monica, they go, they switch companies. They realize the best right. way to make more money yes. is to go work someplace else, and that motivates them to make that kind of a change if it's important to them to make more money. Yeah. And I you mean,
3: didn't, I, but no. <laughs> no, but that's okay. You know, my situation is worse, Monica. Sometimes, as you know, I don't even know how much I make. I mean, I'll just go have a meeting with, like, a bank officer. He'll say, so what's your salary? Oh, uh, let me just call my sister Monica. Because I know we always make about the same amount of money. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, now we work together. We run a company together. so I know. yes, it's, I know. We split you
2: know. the money. It's confusing. It, it is transparent <laughs> amongst it, the sisters about yes, what our salaries are. I liked it when I was a nurse and I started out in the hospital. I liked that everyone's making the same thing. You know, right? Uh, it, 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 everyone, everyone knows ba- what a graduate nurse's hourly wages so, exactly. You know, whatever it is, twenty dollars an hour, and it's just depending on how long you've been a nurse in the hospital. You move up every year. I don't know a dollar a year, but it's like no one is making. $40,000 a year more than the other or nurse you're mm-hmm. working right. alongside that w- w- if you each have 10 years of experience. I love that. Yeah. No one ever talked about salary. That's mm-hmm. like being I mean, a teacher. to complain yeah. about it. Right. To complain <laughs> about being underpaid, but no one, there were none of these feelings of resentment like, uh, you know, Sue makes $20,000 a year more than right. I do because it just wasn't possible.
3: Right. That was very much like working for the Board of Ed in New York where you had to go, you know, 13 salary steps to get to, you know, the next level. And it was depressing, Monica. It was. But you everybody always knew if you were a fifth year teacher, you know what
1: you were making. It's so what's so interesting about that is that you're both in you were both in careers where people are just historically underpaid. Yes, Liz. And, yes. So, so maybe yes. maybe whatever the dynamics going on within nursing or within teaching are not the model for the way things
2: really no, should work.
1: We're just saying that was our experience. So, <laughs> no, just...
2: you know, Liz, I had experience at that private company. I mean, uh-huh. I was there for 12 years, and I'm just going to say I would have I I never got into salary discussions with coworkers because it just brought up bitterness and resentment. Yeah,
3: I don't I don't want to know how much a friend makes. I really don't, and I never tell people what I make.
1: Yeah, I w- yeah, with your friends, Never. no. Yeah, I don't want that. But with your coworkers, I don't know. There's just something about I really do believe that kind of knowledge can be power to either encourage you to go get a better job someplace else where you're going to make more or challenge the management of your own company. Ask for a raise. So that people, yeah, you yeah. can ask for a raise, you know, and women don't do that enough. But if you really knew that, like, a lot of people in your department were making more than you, maybe that would give you the, you know, the power to go in and, and make your case. Well, not at Satellite Sisters. We're
3: all <laughs>
2: on the same We're just page. All holding each other down here at Satellite Sisters. We're all in the same boat, and you saw the picture on, on Sister Spot. <laughs>
1: I think, Monica, that is one of our most popular posts ever at Sister oh, Spot. people the, love the, that, Monica. Thank you. The picture you put up last week of five sisters in a boat in Central Park. Lian playing Tippy Canoe and <laughs> Tyler, too.
2: People magazine. <laughs> Well, just look at that water in that picture. <laughs> I, you know, it's, it's a good thing we didn't fall in. Oh, that was, boy. That was nuts. Well, you know, last week we were talking about uh, Sheila announced some of our, our winners for the most embarrassing mothering moments. And uh, we got a lot of great letters. Oh, and I just wanted to share a couple of other letters that we loved and embarrassing mothering moments uh, that we loved. Now, Pat wrote us from Florida. And I believe uh, this should go in the believe your kids when they tell you something. <laughs> yeah. She said uh, "What her son, Tim, uh, was about six years old. They went out to dinner with friends at a casual restaurant. It was like a tiki bar. They ordered drinks. She made sure her young son, Tim, had a healthy drink. She ordered him OJ. She said her son took a sip, started complaining. Mom, this orange juice is yucky. Uh, She said, he's a picky eater. So she just assured him that it's (laughs) okay. She just ignored him. Keep drinking the orange juice. He said, it really tastes bad, Mom. She took a sip, and it was a screwdriver. Her six-year-old was drinking a screwdriver. (laughs) And and she had to admit that maybe she should have listened to her son. So that was from Pat. Then we got a lot of stories that were about kids left behind (laughs) yes and this happened in our house i think our mother left someone out on the front stoop for i don't know six or eight hours (laughs) an infant who survived but she just with all the kids with all the confusion forgot to bring the kid in the house so So you lose track we got a lot of funny letters now debbie in north carolina said uh she and her husband their four children every week they go to the church for dinner on mm-hmm. wednesday nights and she said it was a busy wednesday night they have four children they were leaving the church but she had to stop at target on the way home she took one child with her she assumed her husband took the other kids home she said they got home they've been home about an hour she's putting the kids to bed she said she's counting one child <laughs> two children three children they left their son, Andrew, at the church. Oh, <laughs> Andrew. So she said he uh, he never realized what happened. She rushed back to the church. She may have broken some speed limits, and that's okay, Debbie. Uh, and she found Andrew playing outside at the church. So Whew. that was a kid left behind story. Got another funny one from Deb in Minnesota. She had two young sons. She was a single mother. Her sons were going to this big gaming convention in Milwaukee. So the plan was she was going to drop her sons off and come back and get them. They were 11 and 14, allowed to be alone. They're at the gaming convention. Deb fell asleep. Okay. <laughs> she, w- she fell asleep for a long time. She must have been quite, uh, pretty tired. She woke up eight hours later. She drove to the convention hall. She said it was like locked down, dark and quiet. Everyone had gone home. She has no sons. Okay? Oh, boy. So she drove around. She tried to check all the entrance doors. She finally went inside and found a security guard. And they had, I guess, like a police station set up in there. And she went in, and her two sons were sitting in the police station. <laughs> oh! She said she was very red-faced. She thanked them. They returned to the motel. Mm. She said it was just a really low moment for yeah, her as a But she a needed a screwdriver at that point. <laughs> but she said they both turned out great. One of her sons has a master's <laughs> in environmental studies. The other's gainfully employed. He's going to be a graphic designer. So she said... Uh, that all as well. You
3: know that happened in most letters. You know these terrible things happen, and all mothers ended their letters, Monica, with, "But they're doing
2: fine. They really are." Yes, yeah, so, so everybody survives yeah. most of these things, right? And then this one I love. There were a lot of bad things that happened in line at the grocery store. Yeah, oh, yes. uh, we got a that's lot of probably
1: letters. one of the biggest categories.
2: <laughs> but this one I love from Jane in New Hampshire. Uh, she had her 15 year old niece with her, and she came down to help right after. Jane had given birth to her son. This is in 1997. They went food shopping. So she has her two-year-old daughter and the two-week-old son. But the two-week-old son, the infant, is being held by the niece. So the checkout lady says to her, you must be the proud Grammy, the (laughs) proud grandmother. And she said she burst into tears. Of course she did. (laughs) Oh, Yeah. Then she said a couple of years ago, she was in line with the same cashier, (laughs) and she was retiring. (laughs) And she said to her, you know, today's my last day, but I owe you an apology for calling you Grammy when you were actually the mother. She said, I guess it bothered her for all those years, too. She must have
1: really cried if that cashier remembered it all those years.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean you can imagine what you look like. you're a new mother, yeah. you got an infant, right. you you're got a, a toddler, right. you're a mess, you're Your hormones emotional close to forty. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't need someone calling you Grammy. No. in like all right, so
1: those are the honorable mentions for last week. But, Sheila, there's still time to enter this week, right? You're awarding more prizes at the end of this week. Yes, we are. Two more gift baskets from Oregon Chai. Go to
3: SatelliteSisters.com and write us an email. Send us all your contact information. That means address
1: and phone number. Keep it to 150 words, and maybe you'll be a winner. All right, there was one new product that I saw this week that I wanted to get uh, your opinion on, you it because uh, particularly Sheila, when I read this, I thought... This might be something that would be good for you, given your, I don't know, situation? Bunion issues. (laughs) Oh. Oh. It's it's a shoe product. Oh, I've been having some flare-ups. Yes. Oh, you have? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Okay, don't tell me about (laughs) them. (laughs) But Monica, last weekend, she, last weekend when Sheila and I were at the ultra fashionable book party for Kathy Freston at Ariana Hoffington's house, was she
2: wearing Crocs, uh, Sheila? No, no, no.
1: But Sheila and I were dressed alike, as the photo posted in the blog showed. So it's a now, very
2: nice uh, spring chartreuse. Yes, color. we were both sporting unusual, the chartreuse. It is an unusual color, so it's doubly unusual that you're both dressed in the same color. I know.
1: There was a moment where I almost went back in and changed. Yeah, Liz, I but, could
2: tell you were going to do that. But I
1: really had nothing decent to change right. into. So it was it was only a moment. But we also both had on little flat gold shoes, which so it was just like like we really had tried to coordinate what we were wearing. But then as we're standing at this party <laughs> in Ariana Huffington's garden, uh, kind of gawking at the other people, Sheila notices that the woman standing on the other side of me has on the exact same pair of shoes that you had on. Right. But did you
3: notice her feet? No, no. they were bad. They oh, were really? much worse than me because we both bought the shoes at the therapeutic shoe shop the on Special. Montana. Is, you know, yes. with the wide. like Bun- Bunions RS.
0: <laughs> no, but and, and in the evening
3: shoe department. <laughs> in the evening with the wide uh, footbed, you know, and, and, the, and the cushiony sole. But her feet were popping out all over the place. I mean, I didn't want to say anything. I thought I was bad.
1: Yeah, go on. Anyway, so I thought of you when I saw this. You know, that newsletter, Daily Candy, comes out every day. It's an e-newsletter. Right. And it sort of tells you about things going on in the fashion beauty world. So the headline the other day was Karma Chameleon. And it was all about a new product called Chameleon Convertible High Heels. So these are shoes that can be just one and a half inches tall. Look, I have a picture here for you to see. Oh, I see them with the little kitten heel. It comes with a little kitten heel, but then there's a bigger heel. There's a three and a quarter inch heel that you can put on over the kitten heel. So on days when you're feeling like you might be able to handle a higher shoe, like you say know you had the bunions under control if you were having a good day. <laughs> so they convert... From Kitten Heels
3: to High Heels. I I, I see what you're saying, but Liz, I think those days are over. The pressure of me going any higher on the footbed. I mean, I'm telling you, Liz, I suffer with something like that. So, but thank you. It, it, it is interesting. So
1: you're never going to go higher than the kitten heel. That's no, it for you.
3: Only That's... for the Gracies. I told you. I got oh, the vintage Jan Klein, that... And you're going to be hearing about my feet that night. Believe me. But <laughs> Liam a... said it's only one night. No, oh, well, it's going to be bad. been hearing
2: about since last year. <laughs>
3: <laughs> when you it, uh, it takes osi- me a year <laughs> to recover. From from every Gracie's award, why do I do that to myself? I love the, the,
2: the convertible shoe idea, Liam.
3: No, I mean Monica, that would be good it. For is kind you. of a good idea, don't yeah. You? Because, because
2: even in the same night to wear two different heels, you could start out with a high heel, and then when your feet are killing, oh, you, that's a good idea. That's a really good and idea. Instead of slipping off your shoes and, and exposing looking like a your feet, hay seed walking <laughs> home there, you could just take off the higher heel and have your kitten heel. Okay, well, this is Back Cam- Chameleon chameleonheels.com,
1: and Camille is like the name Camille. It's C-A-M-I-L-E-O-N-Heels.com. So check it out if you're interested in convertible shoes. Why not? Just thought I'd throw it out there. <laughs> you, A little nice. show and tell here at Satellite Sisters. Uh, we are going to move on. Coming up next, it is Monica's Believe It or Not. Tell us, tell us what your theme is again, Monica.
2: Products the lab rats will never test. Okay. All right.
1: We are the Satellite Sisters. Stay with us. Sisters, you know what that means. It is time for Monica Dolan's Believe It or Not News Quiz. Monica, take it away.
2: Let's launch into it. This is the time in the show when I try to stump you by presenting three news stories. Two of the stories are true. One is made up. Try to guess which headline is bogus. Now, each week I choose a theme. Mm-hmm. And this week's theme, because Sheila is with us, but it'd be fun to do... Products the lab rats will never test. All right. Okay.
1: Products the lab I'm rats curious. will never test. Also joining us, our engineer, Kia Renee. Kia, are you going to jump in on Believe yeah, It or Not? Absolutely.
2: I'm okay. really curious about it. So let's get started with story number one or product number one. It's called, well, I'm calling it Sexy Time Patch. <laughs> <laughs> sexy Time Patch? Is that it's, all one word? <laughs> it's Sexy Time Patch. <laughs> okay. Now, it's Sensuelle's Libido Patch. It's a clear wrist patch worn on the inside of your wrist. Just like I said, wrist patch, inside <laughs> your wrist. It's uh-huh. infused with the aromatherapy oils that are released during the day that are supposed to increase your sexual thoughts and feelings. Okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. Can I stop? <laughs> stop right there because... The lab rats will not be sharing our sexual thoughts and feelings. You're with right, you. Monica. You're absolutely right. Right we off the bat. Yeah. It, it's a family show. Please
0: don't. Sexy rats.
2: <laughs> now, the instructions state that you're supposed to apply a new patch every day and then you periodically sniff it during the day. <laughs> I could see rats doing that. Again. You know how I feel about sniffing scents, Liz. Oh, it's yeah. bad for right. me. Right, you with have my allergies. allergies. Uh huh. Now, sensual claims that the libido-enhancing effects are cumulative, and they sort of build up. Wow. Over.
3: If you need extra help, can you put patches all over your body? <laughs>
2: <laughs> As build, spots you can sniff. Build up over three to four weeks, and then I can just see how. At the end of the month. Woo. Sex machine. Yeah. 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 The rats are on the run there. Wow. Yeah. So, My story goodness. number one is the sexy time patch. Mm-hmm. We're playing Believe It or Not. Try to guess which two stories are true, which is bogus. This week, the lab rats rejects. Now, story number two, product number two, is the seaweed shirt. Shirt? Shirt. Shirt. Okay. This is a T-shirt made by the Italian firm called Adea. Now, it's a blend of cotton and seaweed, which is infused with vitamins and minerals such as vitamin A and E. Huh. Wearing the shirt for 12 to 14 hours a day. (laughs) (laughs) will Alrighty, do the little, what will. the little rat doesn't want to do that uh promote skin renewal and will make your skin softer and firmer mm. so it's a t-shirt and a skin treatment hmm. now the lab rats will not be testing this because a i'm sure it's a crock and we, <laughs> we have we have some standards that lab rats don't we, yeah monica on- i mean i know right off the bat that is a crock they're low but it, it's a crock. And secondly, uh, it's way over our Labrats production budget, which is approximately $15. A
3: week. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's made in Italy. It has seaweed in it. No way. Uh, yeah. The
2: basic seaweed shirt, <laughs> Sheila, it's $86 plus shipping and handling. That is ridiculous. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, story number two is the seaweed shirt. Our last story a product the Labrats will not be testing. This story is called Not Tasting This. It's unlikely that the lab rats will ever have a hot sauce taste-off. And if we do, we are positively not ingesting the galloping hell chili products made in Mesa, Arizona. Ooh, okay? that sounds scary. Mm. The GH, I'll just call them hot sauce, it's a blend of habanero and naga jolokia chilies. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and seaweed infused with libido enhancers. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you want your chili
2: to do for you.
3: Hot mama, <laughs> really hot. Yeah, <laughs> Ooh, I'm gonna take off my vest. Oh, it's getting hot said, in here. The
2: so the hot. Galloping Hill chili sauce it delivers what they promise: four hundred thousand Scoville units of heat <laughs> per shake. Oh God, and it will it's have a shake. Yeah, okay. and, 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 per shake. And the hot sauce. Oh, And it will have you rootin' and tootin'. Oh, oh. It's their tagline. Now, the Moses rack and handle is like 12 Skullville units of heat. <laughs> yeah, okay? we cannot. We... I mean, anything like just above a green bell pepper is too much for me. <laughs> right, right, Monica. And I'm just not sure Sheila will be able to ro- report back on the rootin' and <laughs> tootin' <laughs> properties yeah. of this hot sauce. Right, because
3: I'm scared of horses. Yeah, <laughs> All right.
2: <Skin. laughs> All right. <laughs> so wow, story number three is not tasting this. So there oh, are three products are that the Lab Rats will never test. Is it the sexy time patch, <laughs> the seaweed shirt, or the not tasting this, or the galloping hell chili sauce? Wow. Who These who wants are all to to go so first? good because
3: they all sound so ridiculous. I mean, you know, you can't believe any of them. That's the problem. But Monica... I'm going to go with the seaweed shirt. I mean, it's it's just, it's just it just doesn't seem right. I don't know who would buy it. This seems made up. You wrote it brilliantly. I think you wrote it. Very good. A daya shirt. That's my choice. All right.
1: Kia, which one do you think Monica
0: made up? Um, I'm going to also go with the, the seaweed shirt. I mean, I, knowing Sheila and all of her phobias, I don't think she could even put the thing on. <laughs>
2: right. I, I, you know,
0: I, I, and
1: I wouldn't either, so I couldn't even support you in that. Thank you, Kia. So I'm going to go with the seaweed shirt also. Uh, right. Well, this is Liz. I think the seaweed shirt sounds real. And personally, I could imagine... Like, what if you wore it to bed at night and you woke up and your you skin know. was all soft and good? I, uh, I, I believe that someone might have thought that that would be a good idea. I believe the, in the, the hot sauce. <laughs> that just seems like something that somebody is working on out there. The sexy time batch. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: That it's aromatherapy that builds up for a month. Wow. That just seems like... A really long time to wait for the effects of sexy time mm-hmm. to kick in. when the time is right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can find yourself in those side-by-side bathtubs, and you can't wait till the end of the month. Uh,
2: so I think, Monica, that you made
1: up the Sexy Time patch.
2: Okay, here is the truth. The Sexy Time patch does exist. Oh, oh. Wow. And not only are you supposed to wear it for a month and s- periodically <laughs> sniff it, you're supposed to start stroking yourself <laughs> during the day. <laughs> Oh, yeah, hello. Okay, okay,
0: well, that's cheating. That's the part that works. I'm sorry. Not the
2: patch. Not the patch,
0: baby. Not the (laughs) patch.
2: Oh, sexy time patch! All right, and you can get a big box of them. I sure you can. I, I think it's sensuelles.com if you're okay. interested. Uh, Liz, I think you are the only person that could afford the seaweed shirt. Um, so why don't you go ahead and buy one? Because that is a real product. Oh wow. my gosh, Monica! That is you at stumped m- us all. myadea.com. dot com. I made up the root and tootin galloping <laughs> hell hot sauce wow. because. I, Sheila and I can't go near anything that's hot. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And you just want to say habanero. <laughs> oh, that's I, great, I, I, Monica. I wanted to say rootin' tootin'. <laughs> Man, w- which
3: end are you rootin' and tootin' from?
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right. I mean, there are a lot of products out there that the lab rats are unable to test, but those are three. That's uh, fine. All
1: right, Monica. Excellent, believe it or not. That is... Uh, <laughs> You really stumped us all. That's a good one, Kia. It's always nice to have you play along. So. You know, people do send an email to Monica that says, hey, Monica, here's a little story for Believe It or Not. This is just for you. I just want to say, we all read the mail. So Yes, that's right. That's <laughs> it's not right. not necessarily
2: getting to But you're to not Monica. supposed to read those. I
1: know. I don't always read all of those, but sometimes I'm just, I don't know, my competitive instincts kick in and um, I, I'm reading them. If you've used the Sexy
2: Time Patch, write us. I'd like to... <laughs> Or the seaweed shirt. I'm a believer in the seaweed shirt. All right. (laughs) We're the Satellite Sisters. Going to take a little break
1: here. And then when we come back, a very unusual edition of Entertaining Sheila and Entertaining Monica.
0: Listening to Satellite Sisters to Go, Lee and Liz and Sheila here. Liz and Sheila. Exciting news. The Satellite Sisters Book Club is back. Yes, Leon, Good work. Thank you. Where's it been? Well, it was on a little bit of a hiatus while we got our act together. Oh, right. But our act is together. And so we are relaunching the Satellite Sisters Book Club in May with Cokie Roberts' new book, Ladies of Liberty. Good choice. I'm so excited about reading that. Well, we talked to her about Founding Mothers, her prior book, which Uh was a historical look at the women of the revolution. And remember at the time, she said, Wait till you read my next book about Dolly Madison... And her people. Okay? Well, it's here now. That's right. She was already working on it then. She said, you are going to love Dolly Madison. And we said, well, we love those pastries. I mean, come on. (laughs) You know what's so great about this is this is all the stuff
1: we never learned in American history, right? It's like the makeup class because they didn't really talk about women back in the day (laughs) when we were in school.
0: Exactly. It was just founding fathers, founding fathers. I mean, haven't you heard enough about John Adams? Is it just me? So we're looking forward to talking to Cokie Roberts at the end of the month. The book is Ladies of Liberty. For more information, you can go to SatelliteSisters.com, but read the book along with us, and then enjoy the conversation with Koki Roberts that much more. The Satellite Sisters Book Club, back in May. Check it out at SatelliteSisters.com. Two of us in a double feature. I'm a rock and roller. She's a science teacher. I send her looks. They don't reach her, she does not know I'm in love with her la, la, la. I'm in love with the girl. This
3: is entertaining Sheila, and I am here with my sisters Liz and my special partner today, Monica, for a special installment of movie news, right, Monica? That's right. <laughs> now Monica and I have prepared for you an after-taxes film festival for people who owe. Yeah. (laughs) What does that mean? (laughs) Well, if you're feeling bad about how much money you owe, Liz, I want you to sit back, relax, rent some of these movies, and just forget all about Uncle Sam. Yeah, that's right. Even though Monica and I haven't done our taxes yet, right, Monica?
2: It is ironic that we are presenting the After Taxes (laughs) Film Festival, and we haven't filed yet. Well, that's because we have been watching DVDs, all right?
3: So what we have for you today are three rentals and a feature that's out now for you to indulge, relax, forget about Uncle Sam. I'm going to be bringing you Ira and Abby from Jennifer Westfeld, who wrote Kissing Jessica Stein... Oh, Oh, I I liked that movie. movie.
2: I did, too. It was very charming. It had a very, like, Woody Allen sort of charm to it. Old Woody. (laughs) Well, she's a great writer, Jennifer Westfeld. I, I remember that in Kissing and Jessica Stein, that moment when they're in the cab together and Jessica meets I think her girlfriend's name is Helen. That's right. And so t- I
3: mean it was it was billed as a semi racy movie, but it wasn't at all. But it was about a woman, you know, getting together with another woman. It was just very
2: endearing though. Go ahead, Monica. Yeah, very charming. But that that opening The conversation they had was about lipsticks, and I remember the girlfriend saying, you're never going to get this color out of a tube. You have to blend, like, four different (laughs) brands of lipsticks. I remember one was MAC Viva Glam. That's right. And then she had something else. Oh. Prescriptive's Poodle. Monica. It's <laughs> the other color that remember. went on top of it. Wow, that it was a very, must have made a real impact on it was you. A, I, I, I was trying to write down, of course, I don't even wear lipstick, but it was a very charming scene <laughs> and a charming movie. It was. It was. So that's Iron
3: Abbey coming up. Also, Lady Chatterley, the R-rated version, which won several awards. I rented that. And oh, so a Time <laughs> patch. Yeah, Sexy Time <laughs> patch. Now, it was an R-rated version. I got that at my Blockbuster. Sheila,
2: is there an NC-17 rated?
3: You know, my Blockbuster is pretty tame, so I don't know. But it had enough for me in it, believe me. (laughs) I didn't need any more. Um, And then Monica and I both saw the new movie Shine a Light. It's a luminous documentary by Martin Scorsese about the Rolling Stones. And then Monica went on a desperate search right after that to rent The Last Waltz, which is considered the greatest concert film
2: ever made. Right, Monica? I was on a mission. I mean, I was going to see The Last Waltz. This was the night after Shine a Light. I was going to see The Last Waltz if it killed me. (laughs) If I had to go to, like, ten video stores, (laughs) sign up for memberships all over town, it was like I had to see it because the band is one of my, like, top five all-time favorite band right and i don't even remember seeing that movie the first time oh okay so you definitely so I just need felt to like yeah i felt like it would be a good bookend to the shine the light, shine a light movie okay good well first up
3: ira and abby if you haven't seen it you can rent it in your deep uh blockbuster well this is a smart crackling script i absolutely love this it has two terrific stars we have chris messina as the cute, neurotic son of Two Shrinks. And then we have Jennifer Westfelt as Abby. She's a lovable underachiever who convinces Ira to be a part of her life the day she meets them. But what really makes this film shine, Liz, are the co-stars. Oh, they are so great. We have the in-laws. Judith Light as Ira's uptight mother. Mm-hmm. She's absolutely fantastic. Robert Klein as sort of his deadbeat dad. Don't oh, really? you love Robert Klein? Yeah, he's always funny. And then it has Fred Willard and Frances Conroy, one of my favorite actresses from Six Feet Under, as the wacky parents of Abby.
1: Fred Willard makes me laugh just to look at him. He doesn't <laughs> even have to say anything and right. I laugh at Fred Willard. Right,
3: and it's a wild ride. It's entertaining. It has some shifts midway, but stay with it. I I really enjoyed this movie. On a scale of one to five sisters, I'm giving it three Charming Sisters for Ira and Abby. So that's a DVD wow, rental. I've never even heard of it. Okay, I'm well, putting that on my list. Good list. All right, next up.
2: The other day, Sheila and I were having a a video (laughs) chat, an iChat, and Sheila came to the screen. She just held up the DVD cover. (laughs) She said, you have to rent this, Ira and Abby. I
3: know. It's rare that you find a little film that means so much, but that's one of those films. Okay, speaking of meaning a lot, Lady Chatterley. That's Mm -hmm. right, based on this famous D.H. Lawrence novel. And um, this is French. And... uh, it's gorgeous, and it's sort of a, a je ne sais quoi. It is, um, it, is an, uh, it is an unembarrassed and very frank look at one woman's sexual journey. Yes, it is. And Marina Hans, who got winner for Best Actress at the Tribeca Film Festival, she was also in The Diving Bell and The Butterfly. She is amazing as sort of the lonely lady of the house who takes up with the strong and silent... Gamekeeper on mm. the property, yes, and his name is Jean Louis Coluche, <laughs> and um, <laughs> that's the actor's name. Yes,
1: that's helpful. Thank you.
3: And basically, what happens? All that happens is that she, you know, she leaves the big house every day after she discovers this guy in his cabin in the woods. She walks for a long time. And then she gets together with him. That's sort of for the daily routine. But each time, if you know what I mean, it's different. All right? <laughs> <laughs> it's just extremely enjoyable. Oh, my gosh. I mean, after taxes, let yourself go, Pete. <laughs> um, Lady Chatterley, four sensuous sisters. Four, wow. Yes, for that. Okay, okay so that's on my, uh, your list now, too, I hope. Next is Shine a Light. It's in theaters now. It's a full-length, two-hour documentary about the Rolling Stones, a concert that they gave at the Beacon Theater for Bill Clinton. Right, Lea- uh, Monica? Yes. <laughs> Whoever you are.
2: Yeah, it was someone's birthday, someone related to Bill Clinton. It was, uh, that was a little odd, I thought. It was a celebrity concert. Yeah, yeah, we don't need that. <laughs> but basically,
3: um, I thought this was a wild ride. Do you know why I liked it so much? Because I've never been to a Rolling Stones concert. And I I always thought, like, why do you need to see the Rolling Stones? It's all the same songs. You know what? Now I know why you need to see them. Well, first of all, the songs are
2: unbelievable. They're incredible. I mean, when you hear their songbook, when you hear Jumping Jack Flash, and you hear Brown Sugar, and you hear... uh, Some girls. It's incredible.
3: Mick Jagger is nonstop on the stage during this film. What I personally loved about it so much is that... Martin Scorsese took some of the best cinematographers in the world, including Ellen Kouras, who's one of the only women cinematographers in Hollywood. She made the Neil Young movie. She's very wonderful. Richard Deacons is one of the cinematographers. He, was the, um, he won the Oscar uh, for Let uh, There Will Be Blood. So, but my favorite part of all were the guests. Christina Aguilera with Mick Jagger was unbelievable, Monica.
2: I know you love her.
3: Oh, I love her. (laughs) I don't know why I love her. She's like my alter ego. I wish I could do that, whatever she does. I thought Madonna
2: was your alter ego. No, well, she is too.
1: (laughs) The younger version (laughs) of your alter
2: ego. (laughs) Monica, what were your favorite parts? Well, first of all, it was just a very joyful movie. It was. That was the way I would describe it. Just the light in the movie. It was sort of this yellowish light that had a lot of energy. And it was just this joyful movie. It made you want to... Get up and dance, which several people in the movie theater I was in did. Oh, Even really? Even though it was practically empty, they treated it like a Rolling Stone concert. That's good. And I was like, "Go ahead, man, go for it." I have to th- tell you though, I I had no idea about uh, Jack White. Well, whoa! Can we talk about Jack White He's from the White machine. Stripes? Oh, He's a sex machine. He was he on... comes. He comes out to Ooh. sing a, a, a <laughs> duet with Mick Jagger called "Loving Cup." Oh. Worth the price of admission. Yes, I really, pa- I almost passed out. Oh. See, <laughs> yes. I just have never seen Jack White in IMAX before. Oh, it was really, really fun to see. Really, and I have to yeah. tell you,
3: better if- than a sex patch, right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> it, it, if you if you love Keith Richards, just. For his Keith Richardness, <laughs> you, you will be smitten by the end of the show. You, you really will. He's so charming in the movie. Now,
3: I found absolutely nothing wrong with it except for the fact that mm. it was about two songs too long. What Are did you think? Thinking
2: the same thing. Oh, I, I just went a little bit over. Yeah, Marty I mean, went. Ma- Marty is obsessed. Marty, Marty went not, went insane. <laughs> Marty's like every song <laughs> they sing is good. We got to get them all on there. I loved Marty in the movie though. There is like a touch of Marty in the beginning yeah. of the movie and the end.
3: He's very entertaining. Now,
2: now, if you had to give it sisters, Monica, how many sisters would you give it? If you are a Rolling Stones lover, i give it four sisters okay if and you are not a big rolling stones
3: fan i'd probably give it
2: three sisters
3: all right now i give it four sisters i'm not a bit you know i haven't seen them in concert but this concert convinced me so average that out four sisters <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. all right <laughs> lastly let's go to the last waltz martin scorsese's film about the
2: band and monica why you rented it how was it oh it's unbelievable yeah I, I don't know if I had ever seen this movie. I don't know how I could not have because all my fav- favorite musicians are in it. The band, first of all. <laughs> um, yes,
1: Robbie Robertson. Talked about your sexy patch rock guy, yeah. you yeah. know,
2: love guy up on stage. About, I love uh, Robbie how Robertson. How about Rick Danko and yeah. Levon Helms? Yeah, I no, mean, Lee when Levon. is the last time you saw the drummer be the lead singer? Yeah, that was that
3: was really revolutionary when he did that. And the guest singers in that concert Oh,
2: my gosh. Well, uh, the staple singers, Neil Young comes out and does Helpless. Van Morrison, unhooked, (laughs) sings Carnival. It's like insane. Bob Dylan, Forever Young. Joni Mitchell, our favorite, sings Coyote. (laughs) Um, And just all what I loved about the movie is, well, I don't know if this is going to give it away, but it starts out and the first song they sing is their encore. So it starts out with, like, you're going to see the last song the band ever played together. Yeah, that right, is. That's
1: why it's called The Last Waltz, right? This that's was the their point last the movie. performance <laughs> together. I yeah. know that. No, I'm no, I know. Saying,
2: but, yeah. I'm just saying it's unusual that they, that Mamadi chose to start out with their last song. So it's very poignant. It's very uh, dramatic. Yeah. Very oh, beautiful boy. movie. Oh, I give that. Five sisters. Oh, six, oh, totally. Six, yeah. six
3: sisters. I give it like eight. That. Average out to seven. All you right. Know, this
1: is <laughs> was the first time I ever saw The Last Waltz. I was in college. It was like exam week or study week before exam week, and you know you just study all day getting ready for your exams, and I just couldn't study all night too. So I went to see The Last Waltz one night because I just needed to take a break from the library. The next night, I did the exact same oh. thing. I, went back, I just saw the oh, movie yeah. again, two oh, nights yeah. in a
2: row. Oh, Liz, but, you just reminded me. I need to see it once more before I return it to yeah, the store. Yeah, yeah. definitely. It's I'm that hot. good.
1: You could just watch that movie over and over and over again. I
2: think I need to see Lady Chatterley <laughs> again
3: <laughs> before I return it. That's a good idea. Okay, there you have it. The After Taxes Film Festival, first annual from Monica and Sheila. Enjoy at the pri- in the privacy of your own home. Cozy Zone, with or without snacks, Lady Chatterley, Ira and Abby, The Last
1: Waltz, and Shine a Light. All right. Nice report, sisters. Entertaining Sheila and entertaining Monica. Uh, we're going to wrap it up now, but on Wednesday, show, man, another action packed show coming up for you in two days. Cozy Couch? Yes, indeed. Are you getting ready for the Cozy Couch? Smart new ways to use baby powder. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have the lab rats on Wednesday, Monica. What are the lab rats testing this week?
2: <laughs> Condiments, mayonnaise, Mayonnaise You're going to May-o. say something else. No. <laughs> I just stop thinking about the patch.
1: And then also on on Wednesday, Leon will be back. We're going to hear her story of going to a Korean day spa. Oh. Sheila, she heard you talk oh, about it so much. I can't wait that she finally decided to oh, try it herself. Little Leanne, no. Oh. So we're going to get point counterpoint. Leon goes to the Korean <laughs> yes. day spa and compares it to Sheila's experience. We are the Satellite Sisters. Uh, See you in a couple of days, sisters. And don't forget, call your Satellite Sister.